J-Bell for Real presents the X's and O's NFL Podcast Football Friday Edition with your host, J-Bell and... Hey everybody, it's me, Josh. Oh, my shirt's, yeah, you know, got a nice little Hawaiian shirt flare going on today. Yeah. And I got some Captain America stuff going on today, so there we go. I'm not, I'm not sure which which side you popped up on, so I'm, I'm just going back and forth. I, I think, <laughs> I think you're over there, but I see you over there. But I think everyone. Yeah, else so I think it's there. flipped. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know what else is flipped? The Giants. They flipped back to right side up, and they're no longer looking like a good football team. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm very excited about that one. Um. And the Bengals yeah. flip around too, like right. Uh, th- they saved their season last night. Yeah, um, uh, like the NFL ruined Tua's. I was gonna say Tua's. Uh, dude, that's just such a sad situation because you know he's a good, young, talented football player, and I hate to see stuff like that happen. And it, because it's back to back weeks, you know, and I think it further just show shows that something wasn't done right on you know the Sunday. The, he clearly had a concussion Sunday. Comes back out four days later, and yeah. But uh, so I, I don't know if this is the podcast necessarily to cover the two stuff, but because I do feel like everybody's going to cover that to de- been covering that to death. Yeah, um, I, I I get that. It's just uh, you know, it, as somebody who was pretty vocal about uh, we're ignoring uh, Cleveland versus Houston on the week that Sean Watson comes back. Uh, I have to. I have to point it out again that when the NFL has a tra- chance to do the right thing, they'll do the uh, they'll do the thing that makes them more money. That that that's yeah. all I have to say. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest. The two thing is crazy, and um, what which is absolutely crazier about the whole mess of everything right now, though, is we're all losing focus on the things that didn't matter. Like Kirk Herb Street is amazing at commentary on the, for the NFL. He's been oh, oh, again. Kirk Herb Street. He's doing the uh, Amazon Prime Thursday night ones. Oh, okay. He's been doing great. Uh, he's been do- he was fantastic for the last twenty years doing college, and it's so nice to be able to see him on Thursdays and Saturdays. I'll say Amazon Prime might have the best prime time commentating. Well, I mean, the, but the, they do still have. Uh, um, I, I don't know if I really want to take the shots because I know he's popular in some circles, but uh, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, of one of the people who's uh, <laughs> who's doing the play by play. Okay. <laughs> With that said, uh, the, the whole um, uh, Fitzpatrick, Sherman, Whitworth, Gonzalez, and I don't know her name. Yeah. I feel like I should know her name. Yeah, I don't know her name either. Let's uh, l- let's correct that. Uh, say something about them while I look up her name. Yeah, so I mean, I think that team is fantastic. Um, the, the worst team in the game right now is still Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and ESPN paid a crap ton of money for them. So good for them. But uh, I think the one thing that I'm most excited about that we're seeing right now in football is that they're advancing to the incredible stat cast. Like baseball has been having great stats for like ten years. They're showing us, you know, average mile per hour on sprint speed. They're starting to show those things. And when 
football really shows all those things to baseball fans, we really enjoy it because, you know, I make decisions not based upon who's good and who's bad. I look at it like a baseball thing. So I make decisions on what your stats say. Yeah. So the more analytics you want to give me, the happier I'll be. Oh, very, very, very fair. But, um, yeah, anything else to say about last night's game while, while I'm looking up the name? Uh, just really in general, I don't like how hard it is for me to watch that game, despite the fact that the broadcast is the best and everything, just because I, uh, you know, I don't have Prime logged in on my bedroom TV, and by the time halftime comes around, I have zero desire to, you know, stay in my living room and finish watching a football game. Okay, I want to say that she is uh, Kaylee Hardened. Okay. Um, because, but I don't, I don't have a picture for. Wow, I I do not know. It's definitely not Hannah Storm. No. And it's not Andrea Kramer. So yeah, there there's uh there's three ladies' names on the list. Uh well let's make sure that Terry is a male Terry or a female Terry. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Terry is a male Terry. Okay, okay. so there's no picture for her, but um uh on the article that I'm on, but Kelly Hartung. So yeah. She's the fifth member of that awesome broadcast team that uh that does the interviews uh at before and after the game and uh you know, honestly, they they put together an all star team. I, I again, like you said, I don't love that it's only on Prime. Uh, I I've got I've got feelings about both uh, uh, Bezos and Michaels, but those are the only things that I can say about um, uh, only things negative I can say about Thursday night football so far. Uh, other than the fact that I wish that the you know it's about time we get a a really good introduction theme song like we have for Monday and Sunday nights, yeah. right? So, you know, um, you, you, you want me to like your product a little bit more? I mean, I'm going to tune in either way because I have to tune in if I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, g- g- give give me uh, a cool little song and, and maybe I'll stop talking trash whatsoever. Uh, if, you know, huh. about uh, Michael's, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, when did, when did it become cool? to take half your viewer base and say you have to watch it on your telephone. You know, like in order for me well, to watch okay, it. Do, room, do you have to watch it on your telephone because you, you don't have a, a PlayStation or Xbox or uh Well something? in my you know in my bedroom I just have a television and oh, a cable okay. box. So you know when the second half comes around I very rarely watch it the same day. I record it. But with Thursday night football I don't really Last night's game, I didn't even watch the second half because I was like, "Oh no!" Clear apparent at a certain point that the Bengals were going to take over. Yeah, I was like, "No, Tua, they're going to run up the score. It's just a matter of time until they break it." Yeah, I did start Damian Howard yesterday after picking him up, and that really turned out to stink. My whopping three points go this week because you know the ninety snaps on Sunday and whatnot. It was never going to. uh, the narrative was always going to have the Bengals um, was more than likely always going to have the Bengals running up in the second half. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, but uh, yeah. So this week's football games. Um, 
let's let's get going. All right, let's do this. So uh, we're gonna yeah. So our our first game here is uh, Ethan Taylor versus Joshua Rarick and Wolves. <laughs> uh, currently, currently Ethan is giving up fifty points. That's a lot of points for uh, for Josh to make up. But I like Josh's offense. I think it's clearly the better offense, especially you know when his quarterback goes out and doesn't even put up a full point. <laughs> the running the running back situation for Josh is way better. Ethan's average uh, Ethan's average defense against is a twelve. My average defense against is a twenty-eight. So that's uh, great there. You're breaking up a little. Sorry. Uh, late, late round pickups. Uh, Jamison Crowder out of Buffalo. Going to do punt, punt returns, kick returns, and Josh Allen's going to throw to him twice. So he's good for a 15 plus. I, I just really like that team. Linebackers. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's talk about linebackers. How many teams can trade away a, a top line, linebacker one and still have two linebacker ones on their team? I, I think Josh's team has all season long been underprojected. And way perform and performed right to where they should be, and that three fifty range. So Ethan's not outscored Josh all year. It's a wrap. Give it to Josh. <laughs> I mean, uh, do, you have any, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you disagree? Do you agree? I'm just uh, I'm just along for the ride. I'm enjoying the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you don't butt your nose into somebody else's rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in all seriousness, though, thanks to the guys from Woe for uh, being such good sports in this one. And, uh, you know, really seriously, thank you for eight of you agreeing to go to the Joshua uh, group Facebook event thing of my beatdown of Shukas. So thanks for eight of you. And uh, you're going to have, a, a like, a world-class interview uh, interviewing you next week, too, right? I am actually, yeah. Next week, we, uh, you know, this week I was able to have a good uh, sit down with Autumn Miller, but uh, the cameras just didn't work, so we went by transcript. Next week, we actually have live video. We're guaranteed it's going to work, and uh, Graydon's going to get Graydon's going to get wood on fire like the trash. It's going to work. <laughs> you know, yeah, Graydon's team's going to get torched like the trash fire that it really is. <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's... this is what this is what happens when you're eight and one in your three fantasy leagues. So you're like, I need to stir up some drama for myself. Let me trash talk half the league. So yeah, let's uh, while we're talking fantasy, so uh, early early on in the first show that we did for this uh, the the Thursday night the live Thursday night show, we said that we would be giving some uh, uh, not not some fantasy takes, but rather some. Uh, things that we did in fantasy this week. So, uh, you know, um, um, where we, a decision where we made to bench somebody who other people might be starting, a decision that we made on how to replace someone who got injured. So let's just jump into a couple of those really quick. Uh, me personally, I think one of my, uh, w- one of my crazier moves is probably coming in a dynasty league and sleeper that has full IDP and everything. And right now, at this current point in time, I have decided that I am still sticking with Nate Hobbs in my lineup as opposed to, uh, um, where is he? Well, Nate Hobbs in my lineup as opposed to switching him out for Roger McCrary. 
I, I know McCrary has been super hot the last uh, couple of weeks and Hobbs had his first off week, but you know, at the end of the day, um, McCrary isn't someone who was on my, my full radar going in. And I know he's projected higher and I know he'll probably end up scoring more and whatnot, but I'm going to stick with the guy who, uh, who, who I've believe in for the better portion of, uh, of a half year. And honestly, really when it comes down to it too, um, McCrary's doing more from more from the slot standpoint. So he's he's typically on the wide receiver two in the slot. I'm not sure that McC- uh, McCrary versus whoever the Colts slot is going to be or McCrary versus Pierce is going to get him nearly as many tackles as um, Hobbs is going to get versus uh, the the slot for um, uh, for the Denver Broncos. I think I think there is. A, a definite chance that uh, Hobbs is going to see more action. Denver's also going to run more. Uh, Hobbs is uh, really strong against the run also. So I think the tackle took, unless McCreary has a pick six, which I guess could happen versus the Colts, Hobbs' uh, total is going to be higher. Uh, another thing um, that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm buying you a little bit of time here, Josh, but uh, as someone who owned Amon Ross St. Brown in a lot of different leagues, yeah, I had to get creative this week. Um, <laughs> you know that, that that that's that's very fair, right? Uh, I had to get creative this week. So one of the oh, leagues, it's we're gonna tell people why I'm laughing so hard. I traded Jamil Amon Ross St. Brown on Tuesday. Yes, but at the same time, I knew that there there was a strong chance that he was going to be out this week. So that so that was part of you know you, you get what I'm saying. That was that yeah. was one of the ones I made in the dark. Um, right. No, but I just think it was amazing for me because like I didn't need him and I needed to move him. And then going into the injury, you were able to take up. Yeah, it was just great for me. But yeah, so uh, one of the leagues, I I, I bumped up uh, R- Romeo Dobbs from the bench. He he had the breakout game last week. So and you know I'm I, I I'm gonna roll with him this week. Players that I opted to still keep on the bench over Romeo Dobbs included DJ Moore and Rondell DJ Moore, Rondell Moore, and Gabe Davis. Mm. So um you know so a, a little bit of decision making process there for. For the uh for the main uh for our favorite league to talk about loaf, I um I I, I did another k- kind of weird move. I'm going back and forth right now between replacing with Richie James, who was already on my bench, or putting Mac Hollins into the lineup because it's pretty clear that Mac Hollins has emerged as, as the third, if not the second, target for Derek Carr, and and he is the deep threat on the team. So it's one of those things where, um. Yeah, and you know some of the people who I'm making that decision over, I I am not uh, a hunter Renfro. I'm just fading at this point because it looks like uh, the big three includes Matt Collins and uh, the the other one who I have a choice to do because I could put it in the flex is Travis Ebner for the Chicago Bears. He he does the kick returns, the punt returns, and we'll probably see some carries because the Bears do a lot of carrying and whatnot. But right now, I feel pretty comfortable with the two guys that I'm going to be starting. Uh, to be Richie James and Mac Hollins. So, uh, any. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I only have one, uh, so I don't have two. My one is um, in Not Loaf. <clears throat> in another week, I actually went ahead and uh, I'm going to start Geno Smith. And uh, that's over Tua on that team, which obviously turned out to be the right call. And Justin Herbert. 
So, yeah, I'm actually going to put Justin Herbert on my bench and put Geno Smith up top as my starting quarterback. Geno is averaging 24 a game. He's actually doing very well. It just is not an impressive way to get the stats. And then on top of that, the Lions defense is just not – the secondary is not very good. He finally also in week – you know, week three, he really looked like he was finding his groove with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I look for that to carry over to this week as well. And I look for Gino to put up, you know, a solid 25 to 30 day. Uh, let's uh, let, let, let's jump into that game to start. And, and I get that uh, we're doing this a little out of order, but uh, well, you mentioned the, uh, the Lions defense not being good. And let's mention mm-hmm. the Seahawks defense not being good. And somehow this game only has an over under of 47 and a half. Um, that does not feel right at all. Like, right. <laughs> Like 47 and a half definitely feels like something that uh, you 100% have to uh, 100% have to play the over on because this game uh, has the makings of a potential shootout. And I need, um, I am missing something from in front of me. Uh, Yeah. Talk, talk about a little about this game real quick while I grab what I need to grab. All right, so uh, again, impromptu recordings here. Basically, what I really like here is I really like that Geno Smith factor. I really like him with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I look for an increased number for Noah Fant as well. I think Noah's probably going to, you know, find his way into the end zone. And that's that's only because you're going to have the problem of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I, I do like it there. You what about a, you? You have a prop you're playing from this game? Uh, problem plan for this game is I'm going to go and take Geno Smith for over uh, one and a half touchdowns. Okay. So, you know, obviously this isn't our big final ones. Um, you know, mm. r- right right now it's uh, one of those things where I'm looking in and I'm thinking that, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift out, Amon Ross St. Brown out. Um, I- I'm feeling a TJ Hawkinson breakout week this week. So really okay. when, when I'm looking at this, when I'm looking at this game, I feel that uh, – we, we pull up uh, the receiving, you know, because we're staying current with the numbers. Uh, we are using drafting yep. as a reference for it, but uh, that's not necessarily what we what we play ourselves. Uh, I, I play on a couple. Uh, but at 44 and a half for TJ Hawkinson, uh, that's that yard total is too low. This is this is his breakout. This is his get right game this season. Um, so, yeah, um, that that's something that I have interest in playing. So, okay. All right, so moving back up the list, we so we'll start at the top now because you know obviously we should have started with the London game. This is the London game, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, nice, yes, sir. The Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. All right, so we have uh, the Vikings favored to win by three, an over under of forty one and a half, and uh, um, notable injuries for this game. We still don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook yet at this current point in time. It is trending towards playing. Uh, Jamison Winston is going to be out, and Michael Thomas is going to be out. Nuts. Um. Yeah, London coming coming this early. I mean, we we get like four London games this year, right? No, we get uh, two London and Munich and then Mexico City. Okay, so we get a lot of side more. There might football. be there might be a fifth one in there too. That that that's another city. So we're getting a lot of uh, Sunday morning football. Hey, question for you: 
Who's the only player to ever play in the NFL and attend an NFL Europe game? I don't know. Um, Andrew Luck. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, he grew up. He, uh, you know, his only experience to football when he was a child was actually the NFL Europe. But uh, anyway, that was random fact for you. <laughs> Which game are we even talking about? Oh, we're we're talking about the uh, Minnesota New Orleans game. So oh, yes, yeah. Sorry. So Andy Dalton will be taking over at quarterback. Uh, he's not as big of a deep ball threat. So one no, of the... I don't like the I don't like this game for the Saints at all. Um, I think minus three and a half for the Vikings is pretty pretty well. So I'm going to start my Sunday morning with um some Viking plays there. See, I'm not I'm not going to predict the final score for for a London game because. It's very unpredictable, but what the thing that I will predict is that um, uh, is that the, the the truth is Andy Dalton is a dump off guy, and Alvin Kamara has been underutilized so far this season. I don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to get things right as far as rushing totals this week, but when I'm looking at the receiving total for Kamara and um, I'm, I'm looking at the receiving total an abysmal twenty six point five, um, yeah. Andy Dalton might have that dropped off to Kamara in the first quarter, right? Yeah. I um I was actually quite surprised by that, but I wondered about how much of that's just the Andy Dalton effect. Um, like nobody thinks Dalton's a good quarterback, right? Like there's nobody out there that thinks that Dalton is equal to even I don't know. We'll get to bad quarterbacks later, so I'll save my rant about backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh and you know, the, the truth is uh I know Chris Olave had a huge game last week, and with no Michael Thomas, you would uh, you would think that there's a chance that um, he'd have a huge mm-hmm. game here. But but at at, at the fifty point five and being a down fifty nine point five and being a downfield threat, I'm a little nervous about Olave this week. So yeah, I, I would personally probably go with an under on on Olave, and I don't like doing unders, but at the same time, it's um. I don't like doing unders on player props. It's, I think it's better just to leave it off. So I, I, but when, you know, again, I'm not going to play this game. It's a London game. The, these are just things I could see someone justifiably playing. And you also kind of, kind of have to think Justin Jefferson gets this right at some point in time. Uh, it's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be more than two weeks in a row. The, the, this show, uh, this, this game might literally just be the Justin Jefferson show. And th- this might be one of those like monster, one eighty three touchdown type performances. Like again, yeah, I think this is going to be huge. So, um, and I know <laughs> the atmosphere. I don't know if you you, you may you may care you may not, but um, the atmosphere of Sunday is going to be absolutely insane because the Premier League was shut down for the last two weeks. Wait, wow. we're dead middle Premier League season. The Premier League was actually shut down the last two weeks and won't restart until Saturday morning because of the Queen's passing. Yeah. So England has had no live sporting events for two weeks. Yeah, that uh that that will definitely make this atmosphere absolutely crazy. So yeah, um yeah, yeah. I don't have too much more to say about that game, so I'm comfortable moving on to the next. How about you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yes. Yep. Philadelphia playing host to Jacksonville. Philadelphia is a 
six and a half point favorite as of right now. The over under on the game is 45.5. Feels kind of low to me there, considering that, like, when I'm looking at the game script here, Philly's going to jump out big, and then uh, Jacksonville's going to have a chance to do some bordering at the end, right? Yeah. So basically, for me, what I did here was this game's part of my fun parlay. I always do one every week. I do a, a three team fun $10 parlay that's like, I could see if I'd like to. Yeah, my fun part over here is I gave so many points that I got this at a plus 550 for the over because I'm taking the over of 52 and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could definitely see you doing something like that. Um, the over feels yep. right. Uh, Eagles lying six and a half feels right, to be completely honest, too. Like, th- yeah, because it's just bit, it's definitely enough where I don't know, it's like enough where I'm not tempted to play it. But it's not enough for me to take Jacksonville. So for for the uh, for the spread there, I'm, it's just an avoid for me. Well, for 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 me personally, it's one of those things where uh, it, in order to not uh, lay a touchdown with Philly, because you know I don't even have to lay a full touchdown. In order to not lay a touchdown with Philly, at this current point in time, I feel your team would probably have to be the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. I feel like I would lay a touchdown with any other team in the league with Philly at this current point in time. I don't know if we can keep this. Okay. But um, it, Philly has the feeling of one of those last undefeated teams in the NFL this season. Uh, well, mm-hmm. wait, literally, they are the last undefeated team in the NFL right now, right? Yeah, because Miami was the only other one. But I, I'm not talking a like a week four last undefeated team. I'm talking about like a week seven or eight last undefeated team. And again, we'll we'll see how this, because it's different to manage a team when there's not, when, you know, before all the tape has come out and before you see exactly what it's doing and managing a team with an underdog complex. But, you know, so I'm not, I'm not putting the Eagles in the Super Bowl or anything right now. I'm just simply saying that uh, this team is going to have a lot of success early. And then we're going to see if the league learns how to play against them. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I really think this is going to be another one that's uh, uh, just absolutely high scoring. And uh, my question was, where's where's Devontae Smith? Um, we were supposed to see AJ Brown and Devontae Smith be insane together, and uh, I'm not seeing enough Devontae Smith. Oh, uh, you saw Devontae Smith last week. Uh, the second half of last week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, obviously. I mean, we haven't seen them both have a big game at the same time, but I mean, I, I'm like the the defense is just destroying people at this current point in time. Uh, it's and uh, I I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I, I it, it's really hard to question what uh wh- where somebody is on that offense, in my opinion, mainly because we know that they have a lot of weapons. We know that the uh, we, we know that there's still a, a run first team, and we know that Jalen Hurts just takes away stats from other players because he right. runs so much. And and he, but at the same time, he uh, he he does a lot of passing too. So, uh, but when you consider that they uh, all the people that, that they have to get involved in, you know the the third, fourth, fifth wide receivers on there, like um, the uh, what's his face the, that 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 speedster on the team. Um, I'm pulling up the name really quick. Uh, 
but they, they have they're deep. That's one of the thing. Quez Watkins, uh, Quez. Uh, oh yes, yeah, they're, they're deep. Like, so it's one of those things where getting multiple people involved is part of what this team does. Um, which is why I feel that they're a harder fantasy offense to predict as a whole, unless you're going to go with predicting Jalen Hurts. Uh, right now at this current mm. point in time, um, I'm not comfortable picking the pass uh the passing total against a defense that I think is a really sound defense. But when I'm looking at the uh potential rushing props, I I feel that Jalen Hurts will have over the 48.5 because it, it's just the way that um I don't know, it's just the way that quarterbacks like him and Lamar Jackson work. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a player prop for this game? Do you uh is James Robinson going to be able to hit 51 and a half yards against that equal front seven? It, it doesn't, uh, right? Doesn't feel so this is no, but this is what I'm going to do with Widow same game parley on here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's, I, I have Trevor Lawrence's over 280, Hertz over two, feder, uh, 240, and then I have the over the game. Yeah, that feels like a very safe way to play it overall because these front sevens, we don't know what's going to happen running-wise for these front sevens, mm-hmm. and we know that there's going to be some airing out. And, uh, right. you know, I'm not saying they have questionable secondaries, but I feel like it's easier to pass on these teams than it is to run on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like both these teams have also shown you that they can throw. They can, ma- they can spread you out, you know. So I, I look forward to this game. It's actually one that I'm very excited for. What about uh, anything Christian Kirk? Uh, do, do you like Christian Kirk, say Jones? A- a- any receiver on that side where it's a little more clear who they are? No, I'm staying away from all the receivers. Okay, so I'm looking, and why is uh, why is there no Christian Kirk listed? Is there an injury I don't know about? Not that I do. We don't have a total listed for Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. Mm. And that is very interesting. Um, it, intro the you uh, intro the Buffalo Bills Baltimore Raven game real quick. Uh, Bills <laughs> minus three on the road uh, over under a 50, uh, 51. You start talking about that and I'll look up the Christian Kirk uh, and stuff. Yeah, so here's one I can't figure out. Are, is Buffalo's offense so good that they're just dominating teams like they are? Or is their defense really good, and that's why teams can't score with them at all? I really don't know the answer to that. and I, I So it's hard for me to figure out which way to go with this. One thing I will say that I'm going to go with is Buffalo minus three and a half to Baltimore. I, almost seems too easy. Has Buffalo like made you worry that they couldn't cover a three-point spread against Lamar yet? Uh, Buffalo has not made me worry that they can't cover a three-point spread. Also, the when I'm looking at that 51, um, mm-hmm. the Bills could score 51 this game. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is unstoppable. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that so, true? I I don't know I don't know what the odds are for making it sixty one instead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's not bad. I I just I worry that 
I worry that Bill's defense is better than we've given them credit for, and they're being overshadowed by their how great their offense is. The Bills' defense is absolutely amazing. Like, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it's crazy that the game ended the way it did, Bills-Dolphins, because really the Bills kind of dominated the Dolphins last week as a whole. It, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, sometimes sometimes weird stuff happens, and th- that's why you play the games and everything. But yeah. – um, so with Tua basically being out for a pro, and Lamar Jackson Andrews just feels too unstoppable, and when mm-hmm. you consider that the it's the linebackers and safeties lining up, and um, when it's Terrell Edmonds trying to cover Mark Andrews, it's not going to happen. When it's Matt Milano trying to cover Mark Evans, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to have, uh, and right now, um. Let's check to see if Jordan Poyer is back from injury yet. Um, by he is the way, there's no, not. There's no injury news, and Micah Hyde was done for the season, so I don't see where the Bills <clears throat> covering Mark Andrews at all this game. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Just wanted to make sure there. Uh, Jordan Poyer is not back for this game. So it, you have questionable coverage linebackers, and the and the starting safeties are gone. Yes. You may have just talked me into adding this as a fun parlay and kicking it up into the 60s. Yeah, um, and we, we saw already that the, this, this Baltimore defense is not um, is not what it could have been. Um, right. We, we, we've seen we've seen all of these great coverage guys in the secondary get torched, uh, admittedly by Chua and Hill, but Stefan Diggs is not any easier than, than two <laughs> Like Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis yep. is um I man, it this just feels like one of those games where Mark Andrews gets his, Stefan Diggs gets his, Josh Allen gets his, Lamar Jackson gets his, and everyone else uh and and two to three other players are getting theirs also. And it's mm. We, we I, I I'm not going to necessarily make a prediction on who the two to three other are at this point. It could be another fifty yard touchdown from Bateman. It could be another uh, three touchdown game from Gabe Davis. It could like it could be another. <laughs> it could be Devin Duvernay continuing to do things that uh, <laughs> apparently only Zach saw coming. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I don't believe he saw that coming. He he drafted him as a kick returner, punt returner. He didn't draft him for uh, uh, to, right to have three receiving touchdowns. Um, but uh, no, I love this game. I think this one o'clock slate is stacked, which almost makes up for kind of a rough week last week. Even though it was the start of a year and it was so early, I I feel like last week's games are like eh. Last week, I mean, last week had some good games, but, um, you know, at, at the same time, uh, the week before was definitely better than that. And th- th- there are some excellent ones this week, too. So um, as far as s- some props for you guys, uh, Mark Andrews over 63 and a half. Um, I- I'm going to I'm not only going to be playing that I'm going to put that on my on my show picks and whatnot. And um, it's also going to be uh, a number that when I play it, it's it's going to be um it's gonna be upped. It's not going to be mm. right right there at that. Uh Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen's the Stefan Diggs is going to 
a return to being full dynamic this week, playing digs over 83 and a half just makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, right now, I, you know, let's, let's look to see if these passing props are, are comfortable enough to play. Wow. Lamar Jackson at two thirty one point five. That's a number that's, uh, that's enough to play. <laughs> that's what? That's a number that's comfortable enough to play, in my opinion. For me, I get scared that Lamar will go to his legs a lot, and if and if it's working, he just will continue to do it. And yeah, uh, it's too high for me. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm not sure that the two eighty six point five on Allen is something that I want to touch one way or another. I could easily see Allen throwing for 400 this game, but I could also mm-hmm. easily see him finishing with 285. <laughs> all right. Yep. Uh, so it's it, it, it feels it has all the narratives of being a get right to uh, re- revenge sort of game and uh, the Ravens in, in the wrong spot on the schedule, but uh, for themselves and, you know, the Bills just correcting everything here. But at the same time, it's. Um, we know that Ravens defense has potential. It's just they haven't lived right. up to it for three weeks. Um, and they didn't live up to it versus the Patriots either. So it's not just the Dolphins. It's also the Patriots too. So um, <laughs> I, I think that says a little bit of something. Kyle, Kyle, Your boy Kyle Hamilton doesn't force a fumble late in the game. The, the Patriots might have been able to come back. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, Kyle Hamilton looked good. I'm excited for him. I I. People need to lay off him a little bit because a lot of people are like, well, what about that top prospect status he had and stuff? Guys, he's, it's his first year in the NFL. Give him, give him a break. Rookie rookie safeties bite on things that veterans do, but then veteran safeties don't bite on those things. So you just got to give him a couple minutes. Yeah, and, you know, it, it makes it a little more difficult with Jalen Petrie having the success that he's had so far. And But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like both, both is good, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, it, it doesn't have to be yeah. It's uh, it, we we could have two great safeties from this class. We could have five great safeties mm-hmm. from this class. Like you know, don't don't discount anyone. Right. So, all right, moving right along, we have the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys laying three, uh, over under of forty one. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, it, it's a low over under, but um. At this point in time, it feels like Dallas doesn't score and they don't allow the other team to score. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <All> right. <laughs> um, so I'm not and that that's not that's not just, you know, the Giants, that's Tampa Bay also, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So it's um yeah. Do you yeah, I mean my, play I'm taking a <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually two, taking two plays on this game. Okay, let's talk about them. I am taking Dallas to cover the minus three and a half. Okay. I I think Cooper Rush is good enough. I actually think Cooper Rush is a perfect example for backup quarterbacks having such a high value in the NFL, but nobody caring. Um, You know, this is a situation. Uh, we'll get to it later. Um, I just keep building for it, I guess. But for me, I like the Dallas Cowboys to minus three and a half. And I'm also going to go ahead and take the, the uh, yeah, not that seriously yet. That That's the one pick for this game for me. That's the one pick for this game for you? Okay, so yeah. um, r- right now, I- I'm, when I'm looking at this game, I'm looking at some 
sack totals that are listed for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And Micah Parsons at 0.25 sacks is uh, is something that needs to be played. So, okay. uh, like, when, when, when's, is, when's is the guy who's going to get you sacks? And, uh, like, <laughs> and you know how they don't have sack totals listed for, for, for a lot of teams? Like, they have yep. Cowboys listed that you can play sack totals for right now. You can play wow. for you can play it for Demarcus Lawrence over 0.75. You can play it for Lawrence Armstrong over 0.75. You can play it for Micah Parsons over 0.75. Um, if they'll actually allow me to parlay that, I will parlay the under for this game, Micah Parsons over 0.25, and Dorrance Armstrong over 0.75. Because Dorrance mm. Armstrong has very quietly benefited a lot from Micah Parsons this season. Um, he's a, he's a guy who you, you will be seeing a lot more of, um, you know, uh, the, the Dorrance Armstrong IDP awareness moment of this show, huh. um, uh, keep the name on your radar, um, because it might pay off for you later on. So, mm. so I'm all for the Armstrong over 0.75 and I'm all for the Micah. Put, I, I don't know why the Parsons is, is at 0.25, but, um, Maybe uh, Washington does have a good left tackle, right? Yeah, Washington's not bad. Okay, yeah, but yeah, it's. I I guess it's I guess it's uh I guess it's probably more of a matchup thing where where Parsons but Parsons can rush from any part of the field. I I don't know. So, any way you look at it, I don't feel comfortable playing playing any of the player props this game. Uh, I don't. I I could easily see uh, Wentz being controlled the better uh, portion of the game and then uh, um, becoming relevant at the end and and breaking mm-hmm. your heart whether you if you chose the over or the under. So <laughs> um, I'm still not 100 percent sure wh- who his favorite receiver is at this current point in time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and uh, right now it's it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas had the the worst of efficient offense all, all day and and come out with a a 17 to 3 victory. <laughs> yeah, Dallas is a weird team, man. Cuz the yeah. Dak thing doesn't seem to be killing them the way I thought it would. What? I said the Dak injury doesn't seem to be killing them the way everybody said it would. No, it, it's uh it, it's time for us to kind of realize that the Cowboy offense might not be as good as we thought it was but even more importantly the cowboy defense might be a lot better than we thought it was right um which is going to keep them in games probably take them to the playoffs so uh moving right along the jets at the steelers jets uh the steelers are three and a half point home favorites uh an over under a 41 and a half zach wilson is returning this game so joe flacco is on the bench mm-hmm. We still don't. Uh, we still don't have any TJ Watt yet. No other notable injuries for this game, if I am correct. And um, yeah, let's talk a little Jets Steelers. Um, what? Um, uh, oh, we do have a notable injury. No, uh, George Fant went out this week, so the Jets have lost. Their we have a, Well, we have a huge notable. Zach Wilson is back. Yes, well, that, um, that's not an injury. I, that's, that's a that's that's a Zach's back. 
Yeah, well, it's a huge injury news. Hide your mom, everyone. Hide your moms. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I heard he was rehabbed by his friend's mother. Um, so I think oh. we're good. Um, um, this, this is where the Jets look at it and say, uh, bear with me. I know the Bills are in this division, and the Bills are really good. But this is where the uh, the Jets get to turn around and be like, oh, New England's not that good. Miami just lost their quarterback. Um, our schedule's not terrible. And this is where I think the Jets can really start to look and say, maybe we make our wild card run real quick. Well, I, I'm not 100% confident that Jets win here, but I don't think that the Steelers can cover three and a half on anyone. Mm. So <laughs> that's that's not an unfair statement. <laughs> um, like again, it's I don't think this. Uh, a, a lot of people want to want to point to the you know, uh, want to point to how poorly the Jets played against the Bengals, um, mm-hmm. and how you know the the making the Cleveland Brown win that much more of a fluke. But when I when I look at everything, I see twenty four points given up to Lamar Jackson in Week One when the Dolphins and the Patriots couldn't stop him. Mm. That's two weeks. Uh, I I will admit that there was definitely some flukiness to that comeback. Oh, there's there definitely flukiness to the comeback. But the point is, they did show the big play capability, and they did show they could drive the field in the clutch. Like mm-hmm. so they showed they have those guys, and then week three to me feels like it's a get right game for the Bengals. That wasn't about the Jets. That the Bengals might have done that to twenty five other teams in the league last week. Yeah, oh, it, that was a Bengals statement game. That's all that was. And the Steelers team is bad. <laughs> they don't do anything on offense. And I know we're seeing big, you know, for those who play IDP, I know we're seeing big stat lines and everything for Alex Highsmith. But the truth is the Steelers are not pressuring the quarterback at a rate that is sustainable for those Alex Highsmith numbers. They're not doing as well on the front uh, in, in uh, on the defensive line as the stats would make it appear that it was. So, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I might be talking myself. To, I mean, I'm definitely going to be taking the three and a half. Uh, now, the thing okay. that I'm not comfortable with is last season, um, Zach Wilson favored Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. We've seen Garrett Wilson break out some. We've also seen, um, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know which weapon he's throwing to. I don't know which weapon he's throwing to more. I think that uh, we're going to I, – I think we could safely fade uh, any receiving total for Brees Hall or uh, or Michael Carter this game, mainly because um, he just didn't target running backs at all last year. Uh, Tyler Conklin feels like it would be a decent safety net. But did Zach Wilson take the safety net at all last year? Not enough, but I think that was one of the big complaints everybody had, and I think Zach's smart enough to have made that correction during the offseason. So, uh, so let's let's look at like I, I'd look at. No, I don't. I don't know who it's going to be because I'm not 100 percent confident that um, 
well, let's see if the Tyler Conklin number is low enough. Um, what about you? Any Jets receiver in particular? No. Um, it's the same as a week one game, right? Like, you don't know who Zach Wilson wants to throw this football to. Um, so why not just avoid it, not have to play it? I mean, this is one of those games where you can, you know, I think you can take the Jets. I think you can take the under. Um, I don't know. It's also one of those games where you can just enjoy for its fantasy relevance and the fact that it's probably not much more than that at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Conklin number is very low. The Conklin number is at 27.5. So okay, wanted to play a player prop for this game, the Conklin number is probably the one to play. Um, I looked at the Deontay Johnson number. Uh, we, we know that he's gone back to being a target monster. But at the same time, at 61.5, we could easily see him catching eight balls for 60 yards and a touchdown, right? Yeah. And, and missing the 61.5. So it, it is possible for Deontay Johnson to have a good game and still not hit the number. Uh, and then, you know, everything else, it's the Pickens number feels a little low, but. Um, But is Sauce going to line up on Johnson, or is he going to line up on Pickens? I would think that the Jets would take away the vertical threat, right? I would assume so. So, I don't... And until I see, like, you know, the, uh, my, and this is one of the reasons why you can't play the Steelers receivers, because we don't know whether he's going to take away the target uh, monster or, or the vertical threat. Uh, and yep. the Jets is because it's basically a week one game. So um, I do like the plus 3.5, but uh, at the same point in time, I not, you know, the, the Conklin number might be feasible. Uh, moving right along, um, we got to go a little bit quicker. So uh, Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. The the Houston Texans are at home and they are um, um, underdogs by five and a half points. So uh, mm-hmm. over under for this game is 45. Um, I don't know. You want to start? <laughs> not really. <laughs> uh, like, I, I'm just going to say, I, I'm not sure I trust the Chargers enough at this current point in time to make them five and a half point road favorites. Mm. And this Texans team has proven to be Wiley up to this point in time. Wiley. I love it. I love it. Good word. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Like, uh, no Keenan Allen. So we, we, we have that as far as the notable injury. We have no Joey Bosa. Um, the a- Austin Eckler still hasn't found himself yet. The age is, and I get it, that they have one of the best young quarterbacks in the game, but the age on this team is catching up to it. Um, and the Houston secondary is better than advertised. Uh, mm-hmm. The the rookies, Petrie and Stingley, have definitely made their have definitely made their uh, spark. Jonathan Owens doesn't allow things to get past him. Uh, and the other corner, uh, th- there was another corner who's having a good season too. Off the top of my head, I can't remember who it is, but um, 
you know, and when when I look at the slate, there, there's not a ton of there's not a ton of underdogs that I love, and we 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 pick mm-hmm. two dogs because of, because of the way that we do it, and really when I'm just looking, I'm kind of like, I don't. Okay, fine. Give me the Texans plus five and a half. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. And give me a Brandon Cooks get right game. Okay, I, I mean you need one to happen for the for the other. Yeah, so um, I, like, I'm not. Uh, I think Damien Pier- Damian Pierce could do well, but um, the important pieces on the uh, on the Chargers run defense, you know, the the parts that were upgraded in the off season are still mm-hmm. there. So I, I'm not uh, sure that a rookie's uh, a rookie is going to feel too comfortable going against uh, uh, Joseph Day, Mac, and uh, um, Austin Johnson. So Austin Johnson's a beast versus the run. So I'm definitely not going to be on the, the rookie, and maybe that's maybe that's where um, they have a problem uh, closing it out and whatnot, but. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I still think that as far as passing props go, that uh, the Justin Herbert over 270 is definitely something that 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 will happen. I don't know. What do you think? Justin Herbert over 270? I, yeah, I like Herbert over 270, David Mills over 225. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's listed as 230 here, but uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, 230 then. 230.5. Yeah, um... I like I like both of those combos. I think this one's going to be one where it's going to be deceptively close right up until the time that Brandon Stanley decides it's not. Um, and I don't know which way that goes for him. And I also don't know if I trust Herbert right now. I know that the ribs looked good last week. Like he looked okay. He looked pretty good. Um, I, I just don't know if I trust his ribs to hold up for an entire second game right now. I'm just going to – I'm just going to throw this out there and because I believe in this Houston secondary and I'm going to be playing Justin Herbert over 0.5 interceptions. Okay. So uh, there will definitely be an interception and I feel that it's going to be uh, a costly one. I don't know who's going to come mm-hmm. up with it, but um the problem is it, that we only have a three-week sample. Singley and Petrie are obviously both rookies, and they're both, and they've both proven to be good with uh, in uh, in coverage. I feel that one of the two of them, so I'll even limit it down. I feel one of the two of them is going to come up with a huge interception at the right time in the game. Okay. To, uh, to, to at least make it to where the Texans cover the five and a half. Okay. outright win it. So, um, and then as far as uh, the Cooks get right game, I, I, I definitely fe- am feeling the over 62 and a half. And if he doesn't, yeah. I think at this point, and if he doesn't do that this week, then I think we can just stop looking at Cooks until he, um, until he proves that he's not over the hill. Yeah, until he stops letting me down every week. I say that, but I'm eight and one, so uh, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, moving right along to a very fun game. 
uh, the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. We have the Lions favored by three and a half at home. The over-under for the game at 47 and a half. We already said before that we think that the over-under for uh, uh, for for this is set very low. So, yeah, I, I would definitely be taking over as far as that goes. Um, I'm, again, I uh, – oh, and we already actually discussed this game completely because we jumped to this mm-hmm. game at the beginning. So, moving yep. right along, the Cleveland Browns. I was going to want to see how long it happened. <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. This is why we normally go in order. Uh, Cleveland Browns at Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this is a very long slate of of one PM games. Like I feel like there's mm-hmm. no one playing at four. Is there? Is there anyone playing <laughs> at four? There's two. Three, there's three games at four. Aren't there normally four games at four? Yeah, there are. But uh, the one in game, I guess they're going to count as one of the four o'clock games. Oh yeah, because that makes sense. All right, so Cleveland Browns at <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are one point home underdogs. Uh, 47 and a half. Um, notable injuries include no one, right? Right. Okay, so um, why are the Falcons home underdogs? No idea. Uh, maybe the Nick Chubb effect, but if people are overlooking it. I mean, Mariota's not flashy, but he's a top 10 quarterback right now. Through, full, through the first three weeks, Mariota's averaging a top 10 season. Um, not going to say he's going to hold there, but it's the Browns. Like the defense is going to hold them, but not as much as you're going to need. Well, I mean, I, I feel like uh, we don't have Jadavion Clowney this week, mm-hmm. so we, there, there is a notable injury. Um, Mariota is evasive enough to. To, to make it difficult for Garrett to have his typical impact. Mm-hmm. He's still going to have an impact and Mariota is still going to be under pressure. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think, you know, Cordell Patterson is better than expected, better than expected. And then uh, Kyle Pitts is real good. Drake London looking good. See, the thing about these uh, Atlanta offensive weapons is that, they're not classic. They're they're not they're not they're weapons that break the archetype, right? Mm-hmm. None of them are guys who you saw on another team this year. Right. Um, they're 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 big. They're uh, they're athletic. I mean, like yeah. yeah, it's um, I don't know. Like when when I'm looking at this game, I I feel like Atlanta can. Can, can win at home against a team like the Cleveland Browns. And I, I'm not trying to minimize what uh, Jacoby Brissett has done to this point in time, but uh, do we really think Amari Cooper is going to have the same numbers versus AJ Terrell? No. Uh, and uh, this rounds out my one o'clock fun parley with this game. Yeah. I'm actually taking, I'm actually taking the Falcons, but I'm not going to take the points. I'm actually giving up three and a half. So I, I flipped them and uh, okay. I still feel very comfortable. Yeah, like when when I look at it, I th- th- we have people on this shot. Like I don't know who uh who Casey Hayward is going to be covering, but uh, that person's in trouble. Um, Amari AJ Terrell is not going to give up the big game to Amari Cooper that we've seen Amari Cooper have the last couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. Joku's uh, come on of of late, but they have 
Richie Anderson and Mikhail Walker to, uh, to, to help combat that. So when, when, when I'm looking at everything, uh, and, you know, Rashawn Evans is there too, um, I actually feel like this Falcons defense matches up pretty decent against the passing game of the Browns. So unless you tell me that Nick Chubb is going to have 150 and three touchdowns, which could happen. Yeah, no, it definitely mm. could happen. I, I, I don't, I don't see the dynamic run stopper on the on the Atlanta defense, but um, I also don't. I, I I just don't feel that between Mariota, Patterson, Pitts, and and London that uh, we have some. Uh, you know that that the Browns are going to be stopping in right. the whole game. So uh, let's but let's stop talking about in circles on that and actually get some props. I think we both agree on, on the Atlanta. So so there would be three underdogs that I would like. Um. But yeah, when I'm looking at uh, the, these passing totals, I, I'm avoiding the, the 213 for Percet, and I'm avoiding the 216 for Mariota because, again, you know, the, the, they, they can beat you in different ways. And I'm not, um, yeah, uh, for, for all I know, uh, Nick Chubb will eventually have a week where he runs for more than Brissett passes for. So, <laughs> uh, rushing receiving totals. Uh, Nick Chubb at eighty nine and a half actually feels pretty safe. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I, I'm giving him a hundred. You know. Yeah, at, at this <clears throat> point in time, um, when Chubb is listed under a hundred, it, it's probably safe. It it just feels like it's his year at this current point in time. Mm-hmm. As far as the receiving yards go, I'm gonna look to see if either Pitts or London is low enough to – is there an injury we don't know about? Pitts and London, neither are listed. Huh. Um, there are no Falcons currently listed. There are no Falcons currently listed for this game. Is there huh. – do you have any props? Um. Hold on, let me, I'm going to pull open a different uh, website or a different app, and uh, here are some props. All right. So uh, while while we're while you're doing that, I guess we'll jump into the whole uh, Giants hosting the Bears. The Giants this are three point home favorites, which basically means hold that, on, hold uh, on. I have a, I have I have the odds here. Okay, let's so, do. Uh, I just want to finish that up. Uh, Pitts is fifty five, one in fifty four and a half. So fifty-five and fifty-four and a half. Uh, it feels like the type of game where both of them could do it. So mm-hmm. it means that uh, it feels like the type of game where if you're getting that free wager for a same game parlay, uh, I think you have enough options because between Pitts, London, and Chubb, um, if you feel strongly about uh, this one way or another, um, you already have a, th- a three-leg parlay. Yeah, and then um. To, to top that off, if you do feel comfortable enough with that, um, ah, crap, it's not scrolling. Um, do, do we have a Patterson? Do we have a Patterson rushing total? Patterson rushing? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I mean, but I think if you if you're going to start taking all this and you're free same game parlay on one of the websites, yeah, Patterson does not have a rushing total. And Hunt does not have a – oh, no, Hunt has a receiving total of 17.5. And, and he has a rushing of 45.5. I think that if you're going with those three overs automatically, though, don't you have to really examine the 
the over of the game? Yeah, what's the over of the game? 46 and a half. Uh, 46 so I feel like you... So realistic total <clears throat> to be underneath it would be uh, 24-21. Uh, it could be 24-20. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could get... Uh, I don't think we're we're thinking any sort of like twenty seven to seventeen. So that, so and realistic overs that that it could hit would be twenty eight twenty one, uh twenty seven twenty. Um, honestly, I like the twenty eight twenty one and the twenty seven twenty sounds better than the twenty four twenty one sounds. So yeah, playing the over for the game does kind of make sense. And and you, uh, just throw one more in there that you're. you're- Right, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You don't even need a winner. Um, so moving on to that Giants game. Um, Saquon Barkley. Three and one. Three and one for the Giants, right? Saquon Barkley. And whoever is uh, the starting running back for the Chicago Bears that day. Doesn't matter who it is. Eighty percent of the offense goes through this through the run game. <laughs> I want to ask you this question, and I don't want you to, you know, don't kill me for it. Okay. Do you remember the Owens? You remember the Owen sixteen Lions? Oh yes, <laughs> the bags on the head. And the... <laughs> is it? Is this Bears team worse? No. Okay. You, you think they're winning a game? Besides already, the San Francisco game, I don't count the San Francisco game. Yeah, I don't count the San Francisco game. It was in the rain, and it doesn't count to me. Uh, I mean, but it that's already better than Owen sixteen, though. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm All not right. sure. That, I'm not sure the Lions team that one zero sixteen could have punched their way out of that monsoon. <laughs> so, uh, here's my question though, too. Do the Giants ever make the? Would the Giants be able to make a decision going into the next week, where you maybe say we're three and one, but we're going to give the ball to Tyrod Taylor? No. You don't see a scenario there because I think Tyrod might be better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, but it, it's it's not if they're three and one, they, they need Jones to lose a couple of games. You can't bench um, the quarterback that led you uh, that led you to a three and one record, even if it hasn't been on him. I I I don't think you can. All right, so I mean, I had this Giants game. I think the clear. Can you tell the good people the over under and the uh, total real quick? Oh, the Giants are th- three three point favorites at uh, at home, and I think we gave the over under about it's like forty seven or uh, oh thirty nine and a half. Wow. Um, yeah, that's why I was like, you did not give the proper over, and I asked you to give it again. <laughs> thirty nine and a half. So I can't touch it. Yeah, I, I can't touch I'm, that. Like, if I'm gonna touch it, I'm gonna play it under. So, like, I can't. Yeah. Well, what but about? I will say. One of, I'm, t- I'm taking the Giants all day long here. The Bears could get shut out here. The Giants could score under yep. ten. Yep. So, like, I'm not saying we're going to get 10-0. I'm just saying that 10-0 is well within the realm of final scores we can get. Uh, like. And honestly, could could I, I guess I guess instead of not touching it, will this game ever get to a point where it's over 20, uh, 20 to seventeen? Yeah, it will. Never mind. It, it could. I could see a I could I could see a way it does. I could see Saquon Barkley having himself a day. 
And if he started, and you know, you're really only asking if he if he's going off. You're really only asking. You're not asking for too many points here. Yep. So uh, this is one of the this is one of those where if a team accidentally gets a pick six, it's it's might be good enough to break the over. And hence why I'm personally not actually uh, and and a pick six could also sway it to to the Bears too. And when you factor mm-hmm. in guys like uh, Raquan Smith and Jaquan Brisker and and a few other things like that, which is why I'm not actually picking uh, picking on this game myself. Though I do agree with you that the, I feel the Giants would be um, will be three and one at the end of this. Um, I don't think the Bears are stopping Saquon Barkley. It's seventy nine and a half feels light. Uh, a Saquon touchdown feels very real. Um, I I don't know what to say as far as that goes. And honestly, the sheer volume that right now they they seem to be pretty comfortable that uh, I guess David Montgomery is officially out because Khalil Herbert mm-hmm. is listed and is listed at seventy eight point five. And yeah, Demont is Demont got ruled out last night. Oh, I completely missed it. Didn't show up in my Twitter feed at all. So, and, you know, obviously I look for the stuff going into the show. So I guess you occasionally miss something. Um, mm. Yeah. So Khalil Herbert over uh, over 78.5. I, I just feel like the sheer volume is going to be there. And, um, you know, not if, if there's one thing the Bears can do, they can block for the run. Mm. So, and a lot of the really intimidating Giants run stoppers of, of recent years have are all on other teams now. So give me Herbert over 78.52. And uh, let, let's just say this. If you like running, you, you're going to get Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley. And I was going to ask, I was just looking on FanDuel and I couldn't find it. So uh, I'll ask you about DraftKings there. What is the over for Daniel Jones uh, and Justin Fields' rushing totals? Uh, their rushing totals are 32 and a half for, uh, for Daniel Jones and 37 and a half for Justin Fields. When I add those up, uh, I see. <laughs> well, I, I want to, but here's the problem sacks count as negative rushing yards. Yeah. And um, I got burnt last week, in case you were wondering. Uh, I did an alternate one where I picked some uh, quarterback rushing yards. The quarterback kneeled down at the end of the game. He kneeled down three times, which in case you don't know football, a kneel down is a loss of two yards. Sometimes I, lost, if everything goes well. I lost by half or I lost by a yard and a half. <laughs> and I was like, wow, the quarterback kneel down was what just killed me. That, that's a hard way to lose. But yeah, <laughs> it's um, so so we have a I don't know. I'm not playing the quarterback rushing totals. If um, as far as receiving totals go, if you want to tack on Saquon Barkley over 28 and a half, um, mm-hmm. by all means, tack on Saquon Barkley 28 and a half. I'm uh, also, if you want to go under on Cole Komet at 25 and a half, I don't even know why he's earning that high of a number at this current point in time. Uh, <laughs> like, j- j- just saying it, th- this whole Komet Mooney thing that we were all believing in in the offseason just isn't real it just isn't real at all um but yeah that's that's where i'm with this game we can't trust any of these receivers right no 
Yep. Okay. I do like um for fantasy value though, if you're in a pinch because you may have lost Sterling Shepard. I don't hate Richie James if he's still available in your leagues. It depends on the league. Some leagues he's available, and uh, other leagues he was picked up like three weeks ago. I, I can't figure it out. Or a month ago. Some of us put Richie James on our team before the season. Some of us cut Richie James there in preseason because we <laughs> need to clear room for our Wolf rosters. And some of us picked up Richie James like a couple of days after he was cut. Huh. Yeah, um, that's one thing. If you're listening to this podcast or any play in Wolf, just know I will be making a stink at the end of the season and requesting an additional roster spot. Oh, additional. Uh, uh, okay, I I wish that I could uh, compensate that, but I actually cannot add another bench spot. We're at max capacity for ESPN. Well, I've got a so I've got a solution for what comes out. Um. But uh, yeah, so no, no, let's keep going. Max Max Bench is uh, okay. Uh, it, yeah, moving right along. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. Ooh, we are we are going. Uh, we are going long. Okay, uh, Tennessee, oh, yeah. Indianapolis. So we have a. Uh, this is no longer officially a podcast. It's now a talk show. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, the football podcast I listen to every week is uh, about three and a half hours. So. Oh, that's not a podcast either. That's a talk show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, all right. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. uh, 3.5 home favorites for the Colts. uh, Over under a 43. Um, Jonathan Taylor. um, People are back from injury. The Colts had a nice win last week. Um, Titans are still figuring out what they're doing. Derrick Henry got it right last week. Mm-hmm. Do we? Do we? Let's let's see what Taylor's number is. Has it come down a little to where we're we're definitely back on board, Jonathan Taylor? Every week, it's ninety six and a half. Uh, correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Still... He's only gone over a hundred once this season, right? Yeah, it's still too high of a number for me to touch. Um. I, I just think that's you know I don't care which running back it is and which team they're playing. A hundred is a lot. And you know the big problem is uh, Henry's only at seventy uh, seventy point five, but we've seen this Colts defense. What for prime King Henry? We've seen this Colts defense shut him off before. Mm-hmm. And Shaquille Leonard's finally back this week. I can't play these running backs. I can't play Jonathan Taylor because of the number. And frankly, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is still there. Like, it's not like he disappeared Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Um, He's having a good season. They still have a pretty good uh, front, especially against the run. And, yeah, I can't play either of these running backs because of either matchup or the number that it's there, uh, you know, being projected. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust either of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't trust this game. Um, this game for me is gets the very rare distinction of being an absolute avoid. On uh, I will be avoiding it everywhere. Um, I mean, I do. I do make a one dollar parlay where I pick every game uh, every week. I'll, I'll put it in there. And if you're going to force me to pick something, I'm going to take the Colts. But I, I feel like it's just this game's bad. 
I don't. So, I mean, I, I don't mean bad in like I won't enjoy it. I mean bad is like it's a bad game to place money on. I think it. I think this is the type of game that if you're putting money on it, you probably have a gambling addiction. Hmm. <laughs> like I, I don't, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just wrong. Is is there a defense special teams prop that I like? Tackles plus assist for uh for David Long seven and a half. I'm. No. Mm. Um, Kevin Byard at four and a half. I'm not playing anything. I'm not playing anything. Like I okay then. I I try to make it a point to 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 give something for each game. I'm just gonna tell you avoid this game. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, moving it right along. Four o'clock slate. Finally, uh, Carolina Panthers home. One one point dogs. Forty three point five for the over under for the game. Um, another another curious one as to why the home team is a dog when when we really haven't seen this Cardinals team do much of anything other than get lucky on the final play of the game against the Raiders and then get lucky in overtime against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, granted, they did look better against the Rams last week. But when, is when Rondo the, Moore come, is more back? Uh more more is said to be back at this point in time. Uh obviously Gre- Greg Dorch uh, so, 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 so that kind of complicates things a little, though I don't feel that it's going to like uh, you know, obviously Hollywood broke out in a big way last week. And I, I, mm-hmm. okay, I'm too hard on the Cardinals. The, the, there was there was some very great things last week. Hollywood did have the monster performance. Greg Dorch has been steady and consistent throughout. Rondell Moore is returning. Uh, Connor should be healthier this week. So uh, the, the thing that just really bothers me is that this Panthers defense showed lived up to its potential last week. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. I, I this is another one. I, I will not only take the Cardinals, I'm gonna give you back some points. I, I don't think I don't think the Panthers are gonna be as as I don't think the Panthers are gonna be able to keep up. I mean the Cardinals defense is pretty bad though. The the Carolina it, offense it, it, is pretty is. bad. Like we have one really good, good unit versus one really good unit. Um the the Cardinals uh offense versus the Panthers defense and then one really bad one versus one really bad one. Um don't have to explain that any further. The question is can the Cardinals or the Panthers prove that they have for the unit that they have it's good, can they prove that it's actually great this week? Because they both have the potential to be great in those areas. Um mm-hmm. And really, when it comes down to it, you're, you're right. This Panthers defense isn't going to completely shut them off. It, it's a matter of how well they play the bend, don't break. But that's still going to open up the door for a lot of fan, uh, for a lot of yards and fantasy points for the for the offense. So let's let's dive into it and um, and look at some of these receiving totals. Uh, how is Hollywood only at fifty seven and a half after that game last week? Valid question. Um, I have an answer. We are playing Hollywood Brown all day, every day, and it's one of my picks for this. Okay, 
Uh, let's look a little further. Uh, Zach Ertz at 41 and a half. Could easily play that. We don't actually have anything for um, for Rondell Moore or Greg Dortch. Why because we don't know if Rondell Moore because we don't know if Moore is actually playing. And okay, so if Moore doesn't play, then then uh, then we, then we probably feel comfortable playing the Dorch over. And if Moore does play, we don't feel comfortable playing either, right? Right. So um. Yep. We'll have to wait to see there. Uh, Give me the Connor are... touchdown though. What? Give me a Connor oh, yeah. touchdown here. Connor touchdown just kind of feels safe anytime you want to play it. <laughs> like <laughs> he can have the worst game of the world, and it's like I gave you another six fantasy points. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give you that ten to twelve, even if I, <laughs> even if it's not with efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so true though. Like, um, a lot of people are on a DJ more get right game this week. I don't feel like that is something that I is based off of anything other than people wanting him to be fantasy relevant. Hmm. Uh, yes, he has the talent, but Baker clearly, clearly doesn't like him. I don't right. know why, but uh, may, maybe he made a joke about Baker's mom spending too much time with Zach Wilson. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, the the 41 and a half for Zach Ertz does does look kind of appealing to me, but for but for the absolute smash can't miss play this game, it's definitely the Marquise Brown. Um. As far as Christian McCaffrey, are we like he has very quietly had an efficient season, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's a balance between both run and pass. No, actually, he does he hasn't been all that targeted at all. He he's been getting more handoffs than he has been getting targets. Uh, right, yeah, but he also has a high ankle. He he also has a high ankle issue going on right now. Yeah, so I'm not 100 percent certain that uh, like it it does look like he's going to play, but let's. Let's hold off on McCaffrey for this week. I'm not I brought up the name because we have to bring up the name. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to fade him completely. Uh, because because uh, a lot of people are complaining. And it's like he's put he's given you a top ten fantasy season right now. Like okay, right. granted you might have spent the second pick overall on him, but that's on you. That's not on that's not on him. He he's doing well for you in in, in a year when running back production is scarce. So. Little little CMC defense right here. It's uh, besides, it's not like Jonathan Taylor's doing that much better, and he was the guy taken ahead. And uh, most of these right. guys, unless you were the guy who took, um, unless you were the guy who took Cooper Cup in the first round, you're probably being disappointed by your first round pick right now, mm. right? <laughs> like <laughs> probably, yeah. And that goes for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase too. Like, <laughs> yeah, but. It's- you know, we're, we're a quarter of the way in, you know, yeah. not even actually. So I think we need to relax a little bit. Yeah. So now if you, if you went, uh, you know, it's, it's the second round picks that are really paying off the Saquon Barkley's Nick Chubb's so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. but all right, going back and now the New England Patriots are, Oh no, I am not playing anything right now. Come on now. Something got put on my slip. Okay. Uh, what what, uh, what did I just accidentally put on my slip? 
<laughs> yeah, I yes. accidentally put uh, DJ Moore under 49 and a half on my slip. Completely accidentally. Well, I, guess, I was going to say, I guess you know what you like, right? <laughs> That's funny. Wow. That is funny. <laughs> so I guess you're going with it then, huh? I, I guess I have to. Fate has chosen. Like, you know, that, 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 that's, that's some wonky stuff there. Because I didn't say I was taking the under, but... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, <laughs> the Packers are nine and a half home favorites for the New England Patriots. Over under a 40. I'm laying the nine and a half and I'm taking the under. <laughs> okay. I I'm I'm not convinced enough to, to think that this Packers offense is is, uh, mm-hmm. is anywhere near what it needs to be at this current point in time. But this Patriots offense with a backup quarterback in Brian Hoyer <laughs> going against this Packers defense just feels like it has four turnover game written all over it. <laughs> yeah. It feels bad. Yeah, it's um like Rodgers only has to not be awful this game. Uh, and, you know, the truth is this is uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to be running this one up. Um, I do like a little bit of Dobbs love, like I said before. Uh, Tanyan, uh, mm. th- th- those are p- things that you, I would have to see numbers or whatnot. I'm not taking any Aaron Rodgers passing totals or whatnot, but uh as far as a passing prop goes, let's go to interceptions for Brian Hoyer. And it's only, <laughs> at, it's only at 0. 0.5. So Brian Hoyer over 0. 0.5. And let's up that to like 1.5, right? So wow. that, that's how little I believe. <laughs> that, 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 that's how good I feel about this Packers pass rush leave, leaving opportunities open for a very elite secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some rushing totals. Um, anything that? Oh wow, we could get Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon over fifty-seven point five and fifty-four point five. Uh, do we like both or do we like Aaron Jones? I like both. Right. Um, I know that's that's weird, but I actually do like them both here. And I normally, I mean, I I would never take this. I'll be completely transparent with you. Yeah, you have a zero percent probability of getting me to take two running backs from the same team. Um, that's just never gonna. It's never gonna happen. What is uh Ramondre Stevenson's number? Ramondre Stevenson's number is forty-five and a half. Mm. Yeah, I'll avoid that for now. Yeah, it it to me it doesn't feel like it's in it's in the spot. Right. It's just especially because. You got Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. But I'm nine and a half, though. That's a big boy number. It it is a big boy number. Uh, my my biggest concern is we've already seen this Packers defense limit an opposing team to 202 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to take a guess who the opposing team was? No, because I, I don't recall. Oh, it was no, that wasn't Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay they limited to 260 yards, and I get that there's a lot of weapons, okay. but it's like Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. 
202 yards was the week before. Uh, it was the get right game versus the Bears. Okay, so I guess that's not super impressive. But when you consider that Montgomery ran for over 100 that game. But um, it's fields. Yeah, but yeah, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that they they limit they really limit the amount of plays and the amount of yards that the other team gets, and they can mm-hmm. force a turnover too. Um, you don't have to like Aaron Rodgers this season like the Green Bay Packers, right? Because they are literally I- winning with uh, with running the football and um, and defense. <laughs> But nine and a half is a big number, so I, I'm going to go ahead and avoid that just because – and here's why. Because it's nine and a half, but the over is only 39. Okay. So that's just – that's real close. So if you if you do say the under hits, what are you talking about there? Like a 21 – 21-10. Yeah, and that's – I I mean, Brian Hoyer is not good, but I – I feel like Brian Hoyer might accidentally be able to sneak you out of touchdown. Uh, 21-10, uh, 24-14. The, the, these, are all mm-hmm. still, uh, these are all still on the under uh, with, with the spread hitting. Okay, so may, maybe, I have... should, maybe I shouldn't like the under. Mm-hmm. So I think you've talked me off of the under. Okay. Um, because I, I could easily see 27-17 happening. Mm-hmm. But it feels it feels like a ten point gap game. Okay, what's next? All right, uh, I'm just doing a quick Dobbs receiving total. Um, forty three and a half. I I will also be playing Dobbs at forty three and a half. I know that you don't want to touch any receiver from that game, though. So no. All right, Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders two and a half uh, home point favorites, which probably, which basically means that the Vegas thinks that the Broncos are a point five better team than the Raiders in a neutral location. Um, how the mighty have fallen. These were our picks for the divisions at the at the beginning. Mm-hmm, of the yeah. Uh, good good job, Kansas City. Good job, Kansas City. Uh, I guess that's all we have to say about that division at this point. Um, though I guess that's not even sewn up because they lost to the Colts last week. But mm-hmm. uh, it's the, the Chiefs loss kind of happened because it was a Colts get right game. The other three teams just haven't looked as good as we thought they would, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I still like I still like the Raiders here. I, I don't love that. I don't like that Denver deep offense at all. Um, I, somehow it looks worse with Russell Wilson than it did with Drew Locke. Um, Except for the last drive last week. The last drive looked good, which in my opinion means that the problem is Nathaniel Hackett, not Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, but you still have Adams, Jacobs, Carr. I, I still really like the Oakland team, uh, the, oof, the Vegas team. So yeah, give me, the, give me Vegas, man. And you know, the truth is Vegas could be 3-0 and at this current point in time. Like it could have easily happened that way. There were things mm-hmm. that just went wrong. Um, it's if there if there is a get right game, this is probably it. So Raiders laying the two and a half does feel very right. As far as the over under, I'm I'm not confident about this at all, one way or other. Do you feel good on the over under? No, 
Um, because Vegas has burnt me three times already. <laughs> so passing yards, we have uh, Derek Carr at two sixty six point five versus that Denver D. What are we thinking? Patrick Sertan lining up on uh, Devonte Adams. Um, is Matt oh. Collins, is Matt Collins beating deep? Is Darren Waller what uh what was the number? Uh two sixty six point five for Carr. That's not a number I want to hear with him. Um yeah, I'm gonna avoid it, I think. Josh Jacobs, sixty nine point five. I'll take that over. Okay. Um, um. I want to point out to all the people that hated Josh Jacobs and said I was stupid for liking him and still thinking he was good. Uh, yeah, eight and one. So, uh, shut up. <laughs> it's funny because I I have uh because I I have a very impressive fantasy record for myself this season. Which I, I I'm not tall- tallying up, and I have no shares of Josh Jacobs, and I don't regret it. <laughs> Why aren't you tallying it up? Is it because you're in too many leagues or because you don't want to humble brag? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I don't – okay, let's <laughs> uh, let's see. I've had three losses between six leagues this year and – You are of, in a lot of leagues. And one of the leagues is uh, – gives a win, uh, gives two gives two games a week. So it's really seven mm-hmm. weeks. So seven, seven times three is 21. I'm 18 and three this year. Wow, that is impressive, and also, wow, that is a lot of leagues. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, two or best ball. Mm. So yeah, best best ball is hard for me to. I mean, it's just it's hard for me. To, it it gets really hard for me to care. But uh, it, it's each well, own, so. one of them's one of them's an authentic best ball. So I, I'm done. I'm done setting lineups and everything. Like I I can't. I okay. Can't, so really i'm only actively playing five leagues okay but uh yes yeah, so what else you, what else we got here we got one more game right all right so uh i i i'm just gonna say this right now i don't love Devonte adams at the 79 and a half at all um when i'm looking down the list it's uh darren waller over 50.5 feels like a good play to me and matt collins over 49.5 feels like a good play to me too uh until i see more Melvin Gordon's getting too much. Javante Williams is not getting enough. So I don't feel comfortable predicting either or when their when their totals are around right around the uh, Melvin Gordon's at forty point five, Javante's at fifty point five. Um, especially when I think that they're going to be in, in in negative game script most of it. So it's um, I, I feel the Broncos will be playing from behind. Uh, I mm. they don't have. Hunter Renfro listed as a receiver anymore. And the truth is Hunter Renfro is not a starter anymore. Um, he still punt returns. Maybe he picks up kick returning. So uh, mm. I don't know what he did to put himself in the doghouse over, over Matt Collins. The Devontae Adams things has changed the dynamic too much. I'm sure we see him again at another point in time this season, but um, obviously not playable and uh, definitely, definitely not playable. Um, versus uh Patrick Sertan for Devontae Adams in my opinion. Uh got anything to say on that? Am I being too rough nah, on Adams? No, I think we might end up seeing Renfro play in another uniform at some point this year. 
I, I, I would like that. Yeah, I, I think we might see a swap there, and it yeah. doesn't. I mean, that's not a blockbuster deal for anybody, so it's a very reasonable deal to see. You know, you know where he would be great. And I'm New not York? just saying because everyone would be great there. <sighs> Give me Hunter Renfro over Isaiah McKenzie every day of the week. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, not that we need to see that. Like the rest of the <laughs> league does not see, need to see that at all. But <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, it would also be nice for when Kenny Pickett takes over at quarterback too, since really, mm-hmm. um, you know. <laughs> all right, but enough of that. Uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is uh, is uh, one uh, one point home favorites over under uh, forty six. Um, I think it's saying a lot that uh, the Vegas thinks that the, the Chiefs are a better team by two points on a neutral field. And we're, we still don't know if we have Chris Godwin back yet. We still don't know if mm-hmm. we have Julio Jones back yet. We know Russell Gage had himself a game last week, and we know that uh, Mike Evans is back because that was a suspension. Um, Is Tom Brady getting old? Yeah. Yeah, and I think he knows it, and I think he, you know, you know, following the gossip mags, the way I do, uh, you know, I think he's thrown away his marriage for a football career that's almost over. Yeah, um, for a guy who's had so much right going on in his life for the better, uh, better portion of the last decade, a lot seems to be going wrong at this current point in time, and as a result, Leonard Fournette is seeing more things at the line. Um, mm. I've I've heard people call this a get right game for the Bucks. No, this is a get right game for the Chiefs. This is a game where the Chiefs go out there and just say, uh, the Colts game was a fluke. Uh, and Tampa Bay is gonna try to pretend to say the Packers game was a fluke. And we're gonna realize that Tampa Bay does not deserve to be in the Kansas City Chief conversation anymore. Okay. Um when we get to our pick, I mean we're almost at our picks. Right, this is the Sunday night game or the Monday night game? Uh, this this is the Sunday night game. Yeah, so we're almost at our picks anyway, but I'll spoil it for you. I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the Bucks. Okay. Uh, we we can go ahead um, and have as that goes. I I I don't I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the Buccaneers have an excellent defense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't trust the offense at all anymore. Um, and I think that. Uh, I don't know. I think Mahomes could throw an interception and uh and and, and still win the game with no issue whatsoever. Hmm. Um with that said, and I I am willing to I I am willing to and eh, no, I'm not willing to play the the 264 for Mahomes. I think the defense yeah. will We'll have to do some stuff. Um, as far as I'm not playing an interception for anyone. I feel like we've spent a long time looking for props on this show, and uh, you know, this one is a game where I'm going to take both quarterbacks passed in totals. I'm not going to take either running back, any running backs, and I'm not going to pick who the quarterbacks on the football to. But I'm also going to take a Mike <laughs> Evans touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to take a Mike Evans touchdown. I'm going to take a Travis Kelsey over 67 and a half. 
It's very boring. They're they're very boring picks because it feels like it's happening all the time. But so Monday night, why wouldn't you pick something that happens all the time, right? Right. And I'm looking so forward to up- watching the game. And uh, then there's a Monday night game, and uh, yeah, honestly, I'm gonna come come out and say this. I don't think uh, the Rams and the 49ers has lost its appeal. I still mm. think that at the end of the day, these are going to both of these teams are going to be in the playoffs. I th- I think there's still a very strong chance that uh, uh, that that they w- that the one who doesn't win the division is going to be the top wild card team. Um, because you tell me who the who the lock uh, who the second best team in the division is who's a lock for the top wild card team. Okay, well, I'm going to make the counter argument. Why do I have to keep seeing this game in the Bears Packers? Stop putting these games in prime time. Leave them where they are, and give me some other teams. Give me some other games. Like seriously, change something because I'm getting very bored with the same two teams and the same couple teams in prime time every week. Bears Packers feels rough. Bears Packers is definitely rough because it's not really even a rivalry anymore. Um, no, I'm just 100 percent sick of it. Yeah, I'm tired of it. <clears throat> like but Rogers we, have, on the uh, we get it. We have 17 weeks. We have uh, that's 30. Uh, that's 51 games. So, are you telling me out of the 51 best games of the year that Rams 49ers doesn't show up? I mean, it probably does, but I'm just tired of it. You know, like I, I am getting fatigued from seeing the same types of things all the time. I'd almost rather have two worse teams. You know. Something I mean, different for a flavor. So, would you have rather seen the Broncos and the Raiders? Probably. Uh, I know, because the Broncos have been on primetime twice already. Yeah. Like, when I look through the slate, I don't see... I don't... Chargers-Texans. I think I would like to see Chargers-Texans. Something. I mean, anything. I mean, but what I'm going to... You know, we are very running very long here. Yeah. What I... You know... What I'm gonna say is here. Give me Debo, man. Give me Debo. Give me Ayuk. Give me the Jimmy G cast of characters. Yeah, give me is Debo. That... Give me Ayuk. Give me Cooper Cup. Give me um. Just. I feel like I think you're right. When 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 we're really kind of breaking down this game, it's it's going to be the same people. Are we taking rushing yards for Debo or rushing and passing, or are we just taking uh, passing yards for Debo? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just taking, re- I'm just taking the receiving yards for Debo. And here's why. Uh, because I want to, no, I really don't have a reason. I, it's just what I'm doing. So yeah. uh, Debo, over, uh, Debo over 54 and a half. Ayuk over 49 and a half um, cup over, 91 and a half. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I, I know Cup let, uh, let me down last week. Uh, he's actually the reason why a big parlay didn't complete. But if there's mm-hmm. one person who, uh, if there's one person who you take regardless of the number, it's Cooper Cup, right? I mean, I'll say sure. I, I don't like to take somebody regardless of the number, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm just saying he's he he's won you more much more than he's lost you over the course of the mm-hmm. last year and so many games. So right. uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I don't feel 
quite comfortable enough to take uh, the actual passing props of, um, uh, you know what? Actually, these numbers are pretty low. Matt Stafford at 252.5 and uh, Jimmy G at 223.5. I think that Jimmy G deserves to be hit uh, for the uh, for the 223.5. I will shy away mm-hmm. from the Stafford a little because that 49ers defense is really good. <laughs> Um, how many times have you? How many times have you seen Debo get that little shovel pass for eighty yards? You know that that's why Jimmy G's two twenty three is kind of always never. You can never play the under on a Jimmy G total for me because those little touch passes that he, some, you know used to count as runs in the playbook, but now count as passes. I think yeah. really are going to help Jimmy G. Yeah, it's not right. So, um, all right. So, final picks. Let's do this. Yes. Let's do this. Let's get to it uh, and start wrapping up. All right. So uh, my uh, my three favorites are going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to be laying six and a half. I like it. And uh, I'm not going to be taken off of it. Uh, for the sake of doing – and also, Shuk has picked uh, the, 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 the underdog there. And uh, I want to kind of prove that, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's foolish to go against the Eagles at this current point in time. Um, for the sake of going with the head-to-head with you, because – uh, you know, I, I just I just want to do it. I will I will take the Kansas City Chiefs and take the extra point. Um, uh, yeah, I I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say make it point five instead of one because I don't want to get a push. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, um, there there's a few I feel comfortable with, but. I'm going to put the money where the mouth is again and take the Green Bay Packers and drop that nine and a half. You got some favorites okay. for us? Yeah, my favorites here. I'm going with the Colts minus three and a half. Then I'm going with the uh, – sorry, I lost it for a second. Yeah, Colts minus the three and a half. Then I want Philly minus the six and a half. I think that's, that's a no-brainer lock. Like, you have to take that. And then I want Dallas minus the three. Okay. So as far as underdogs go, um, you know what? I don't go with my team all that often. I went with my team once mm-hmm. a year, and they covered the spread. I'm going to go with the New York Jets again, and I'm going to take the three and a half <laughs> points because, uh, because even though a lot of it feels like the same old Jets, this team does feel a little bit different to me. And then okay. uh, I, I know I know before I had a um, I had a Texans covering uh, the the five and a half, but really I think it's absolutely insane that the Atlanta Falcons are an underdog at home. So I'm going to take the Falcons, and I'm going to take mm-hmm. the one point, and I'm going to make it point. Uh, I'm going to make it uh, point five instead, so I can't lose. Uh, so I can't push. Okay. And what about you? My my underdogs are going to be the Falcons. I'm going to flip that and give you the plus three, or give you the minus three, take give me the minus three and a half on the Falcons. Okay. And then uh, the the second one's a little rough because there's a couple of teams I really like here. There's a couple of teams I really hate too. Uh, Vegas did a pretty good job, I think, this week in general. But uh, rolling to try to jog my memory. I'm sorry. Oh, yep. There it is. Give me the New Orleans Saints plus a three over in London. It's a London game and crazy crap happens over there all the time. Okay. 
So Saints plus what? The Saints plus three. Cool. I'm actually writing down uh, your picks this time around so that, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you, and, uh, you know how it goes. All right. So touchdown cool. props. Um, honestly, I'm only going to go with one touchdown prop this week. And uh, it's the one that I feel the most comfortable about. And that is going to be the um, – I, I had it written down. Where, where did I put it? <laughs> Um, you have a touchdown prop going to <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask for a clarification on this rule because we've never actually addressed this part. Okay. If I if I give you three to package in a one parley and it hits, do I get two points? Can I get two points for that? Sure. <laughs> All right, then I'm. So <laughs> thank giving, you. You're giving people a parlay to play. Yeah, all on touchdown props though. I want the Mike Evans touchdown. Okay. I want the James Conner touchdown and give me the DK Metcalf touchdown. Okay, so so this is going to count as two as your picks. But you'll you'll play it as a I want to play it as a parlay. As a as a parlay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh my touchdown, yeah, I can't believe that I forgot about it, but uh, yeah, this I'm taking the Justin Jefferson touchdown. Um, yeah, you, you shouldn't have forgot about that. Yeah, well, uh, well, you know what it was? The James Conner and the Mike Evans ones were in my head because they're so they're okay. so much easier to pick, so on and so forth. Um, and honestly, I've been defaulting to Jalen Hurts more more than anything else, but I'm not necessarily feeling the Hurts touchdown as much this week. So, um, so yeah. Uh, now, as far as player props go, I will. Lead off here. I 100% want Saquon Barkley over 79 and a half yards rushing. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to, I get three more, uh, two more. Uh, I'm going to take Kyle Pitts over the 55.5. I don't think this is a one week thing as far as he goes. And then finally, when it comes down to it, uh, you are a fool if you think Mark Andrews is not going to put up the big numbers. And uh, I won't just, I I will do it like a, a bonus point one and I'll, and I'll up it by 20. I'll, I'll put it at 83.5. How about you? So, uh, so if I have one left or two left. How many do you, how many are you dictating? I have left. You, you have two left. All right. Sorry. So with one of mine, I'm just trying to pull it up so I can get the like current accurate complete numbers. I don't um and my for some reason my internet's kind of laggy a little bit here. Um by the way, do you want to incorporate this whole bonus pick every week where like you altered the Falcon spread this week and I altered the Andrews one this week? Do you want do you want to do one yeah. where you alter every week too? Yeah, I like it. Um, so here's my my first prop is going to be, uh, or my next prop is going to be the Geno Smith over two fifty four and a half. Over two fifty four and a half. Okay. And I think you could tell that I really like the Monday night game or the uh, one o'clock slate a lot better than the four o'clock slate. Yep. I want the Trevor Lawrence over two forty. I think you could get it in garbage time. Yeah. 
All right. All right. That's it. That's all we got. That's it. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, I want to thank everyone who's part of the JML for Real community. If you like what you've seen so far, uh, click like, click subscribe, uh, follow, retweet. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. The important thing is to, uh, to rate us high, to comment on it, to interact with the community, to share it to other places, or to at least just su show support with a thumbs up. If you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, give us that um, five star rating on Google, Apple, you know, Spotify, wherever. Really appreciate it. It goes a long way to building the brand, especially if you're getting something out of the show. You know, just a just a quick like is um, is very much appreciated. And thank you all who have been supportive during this time for for those who continue to tune in every single week. And uh, yeah, no, mm -hmm. we appreciate you guys, and uh, we need more of you to participate in, in, in our in our weekly um, in our weekly contest. So right now, uh, Ethan Shukas is running away with it because he's the only one competing again. So. Uh, <laughs> And honestly, right now, uh, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually sub five hundred right now. So I'm gonna get that right this week. But uh, I'm a, I'm a game under five hundred right. Uh, I'm two games under five hundred right now. Um, rebound a little uh, this past week at five and four. But uh, you know, uh, the, the three and six the week before definitely did not help to start off the season. And uh, this is Josh's first official week on the books. So. Uh, you know, uh, so you could definitely, um, you know, uh, challenge us and, and and see if you can win. So at least challenge Shukas. Come on now, it's you know he's not he's not that hard to beat, guys. <laughs> he's really easy to beat, especially in fantasy football. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you all, and you know, if, if you do have a problem uh, with this, yeah, if if you have a gambling addiction, seek out help. Um, there are so many different ways to search for help. You can find it literally right on the apps that you're that you're placing the wagers through. Call one eight hundred Gambler. It works in most states. And if not, you can find you can look up uh, just look it up on uh, on Google Gambling Addiction, and they will point you to the right spot. Tell someone about it. Be accountable. Um, you know, sh share the bets you're placing with another uh, with another person. Only bet what you have. Make sure to just continue to uh, practice safe and responsible gambling. Anything to add as far as that goes? No. Um, thanks for listening. I've really got to go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, thank you all for <laughs> tuning in. And, uh, yeah, uh, j j just remember to be safe and responsible, unlike the NFL in certain situations. <sighs>